Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When did you know you were different? The inherent assumption in that question is that people aren't like us. But I think it's much more that a lot of people are like us. And if they were given the permission and freedom to be sensitive, they would naturally express that because we're humans, Mm. we feel. We feel. Hi, I'm Miss Danielle and this is Help a Human Out. We have a lot going on in the world and there are a lot of people with questions. You want to know something? I got questions too. Especially when it comes to raising my kids. I like a roadmap. I'm a person who likes to see the end, see where I'm going to land. And I have to tell you every single day, no roadmap, no nothing. Just wake up and try. (laughs) And sometimes you fail. Sometimes you succeed, but you just got to keep trying, I guess. I want to be the most supportive mother I can. And right now, I am the human in need of help. I have the questions. And Jeffrey Marsh is here to help me. Jeffrey is one of the world's foremost commentators on non-binary identity and activism in America. They even worked as a consultant for the Elizabeth Warren campaign, okay? Author of How to Be You and provider of commentary to the New York Times, BuzzFeed News, Huffington Post, and so much more. Over a billion views on social media. You can find them on TikTok and Instagram. It's linked in our show notes. Please follow Jeffrey because they are incredible. Currently, Jeffrey is developing several TV shows centered around issues of LGBTQ identity and stories. And I have to tell you, this is easily one of my most favorite conversations to date that I have had on Help a Human Out. And yes, I was the human that was needing the help, but I wasn't expecting this conversation to play out the way it did. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the incredible Jeffrey Marsh. All right, so I got to tell you how we wound up here, okay? I have a nine-year-old daughter who is going through some gender stuff. I'm not exactly sure how to, let me tell you. I don't, I, I, I'm going to try to- What's the first place to start? Yes. Let how me do tell we talk you, about it? Yes. Let me tell you that I'm probably going to get some of this wrong. And so I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you for your grace ahead of time. Because I am learning and unlearning things, right? Same way when it comes to racism and sexism and misogyny and all these things. I was socialized in this world just like you were. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I am fully aware that I know a lot of things, but I know a lot less. And so I'm going to just name that I am unlearning things and learning things that I'm here to grow. And this involves my baby. So I'm going to be as vulnerable and as transparent as possible. And normally the humans we are helping out 
is not the host of the show. It's a bunch of other humans. (laughs) But today, it is me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I really have to say, first, I admire your frankness. And, you know, I was about to say courage, but it's actually more than that. I admire your caring. When we start to transcend, what are people going to think of me? Or I might say something wrong. Or You know, over the past few years, people like me, non-binary people, trans people, we've made this, this weird shift from everybody thinking we're freakish to everybody being afraid to use the wrong words around us. And it's a really interesting place to be because I don't like either of those things. I just <laughs> want to have frank conversations, right? I, and I know that's right. And help humans out. So yes, thanks. Okay. It's my pleasure to yeah. be here. Thank you. So I have been listening to my child and that is where mm-hmm. I start, right? I start by listening. I have never wanted to be the parent that leads. I'm trying to follow their lead, okay? Mm. And my daughter came to me and said, you know, it started off with, first, I want to wear all boy clothes. Okay, I don't care. Also, what are boy clothes, right? Like, who told right. you that? And and it's so crazy because when my kids were young, I, I bought trucks and Barbies. I was trying very hard not to gender anything, especially mm-hmm. living in this world where the moment you tell someone you're having a girl, you are vomited on with nothing but pink and purple, Right. Or you Mm -hmm. tell them you're having a little boy and you get vomited on with blues and greens and you just feel like you have to do that, but you don't. And so I was explaining to her at the time that, look, you get to be whoever you want. I'm along for the ride. You just let me know. And then it started to progress into now she, they, it's hard for me, right? I'm trying to learn. So at the time it was she. So I'm going to go with she first and you'll understand where I get to. I'm trying to be respectful. Okay. So at the time she said to me, you know, I, she said that she basically was like, I, I like some of the girl stuff, but I actually really feel like if I had to pick, it would be he. And I was trying to explain to her that, oh, well, that sounds like non-binary to me. It sounds like you don't want to be put in a box, but she's nine. So she doesn't understand non-binary. And to her, mm-hmm. because she loves blue and sharks and dinosaurs, in her mind, she could only be a boy because that's what the world's been telling her, right? Mm-hmm. And so- Anyways, I, I, she's not really a fan of my huge public persona. She, she stays kind of in the background, but occasionally she pops out and she wants to say hi to her internet aunties and uncles, right? <laughs> and so I say, you want me to post this picture? She goes, yeah, and I want you to tell them that it's okay for girls to like blue and sharks. And I said, I absolutely will, baby. So we started there. And I said that Marley was going through some gender things and we were just learning our way through it. And someone tagged you and said, Mm. Jeffrey is an incredible resource. I think they will be able to help you on this journey. And that is how we wound up here. So thank you so much for everything that you put out into this beautiful universe, because I really genuinely believe I was supposed to meet you and you are going to help me be a better parent. Well, shoot, I'll certainly do my (laughs) best. You know, I, I love two brilliant things that you said already. So it's not just you get vomited on as a parent with blue and pink (laughs) and your kids, you know, your kids get vomited on, right? It's that the family gets vomited on with, well, you're good at math and you're not good at math. You're allowed to be angry, but you're allowed to be sad. But, you, you know, you could be the secretary, but you could be the boss, you know? There's just so much that comes along with who is put in what 
role. Yeah. And for you to have, uh, misogyny is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for you to have the love in your heart to give your kids space is already light years ahead of most parents that come to me. I just have to compliment you right off the bat. Oh, wow. Thank you. And, and so while we're on this journey, you get tagged and I say, okay, we need to bring Jeffrey on the show because if me, who is a person who needs a roadmap, what I've realized in parenting is there is no damn roadmap every day. There's something new and this, I wasn't prepared for. And I am accepting and open and tolerating, and I am an advocate and an activist. And this one threw me for a loop, Jeffrey. It did because I, I don't, I want to do right by my child. I want to do right. And not Mm. only just by my child, but now I'm scared a little bit because I know how the world is. And I know that the world doesn't really allow people to show up the way that they deserve, including me. I'm a black woman. I've been there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I get it. So I'm here to ask lots of questions today, Jeffrey. And if you don't have the answers, feel free to tell me or tell me like, this is going to have to be something I'm going to learn along the way. But really what I'm trying to do is do whatever I can within my power, control the controllables, right? To protect my child from me sometimes too, because I'm going to mess this up and I'm very aware of it. Yeah, every parent messes up though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not to diminish you saying that, it's, it's really important to know where you, to know what you don't know. I mean, I think that's the wonderful thing about who you are and why people are attracted to your internet family, right? Yeah. Is that you're so open about that. But one thing you're doing absolutely right is that you love your child first. Yeah. So I understand wanting to get the answers from me. That's great. I understand (laughs) wanting to do the right thing. I get it. I understand not wanting to screw up your kid if you can avoid it. I understand all that. But the thing you're doing right is that the love is coming first. And so many parents skip that part. They want to get to the following the rules right part and not, you know, and all that teaches your kid is this pressure to follow the rules right. So. Yeah. You're teaching your kid love, even though it may not always come out perfectly. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I do. Because for me, I, I lead everything with love not even just with my kids. And I haven't always been here. Let me tell you something, okay? Mm -hmm. It has taken a lot to get to this place of leading with love in everything. Even if I'm angry, I'm still leading with love because my anger comes from a place of I care, right? My frustration Mm -hmm. comes from a place of I care. And I have to explain to people that, yeah, I might be angry, but I'm telling you this in love. And so it's, am I gonna cry today, Danielle? No, no. Twice, probably. Okay. Three times, four times. <laughs> we'll both cry. It's I, fine. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate you noticing that, that is a, that's real for me. Like I do, I really do try to lead with love and I think it's the best way. And I urge everyone to do that. And in this process, Marley has become more of who they are. They told us that if they were to choose, not that they have to, I was trying to explain, you don't have to choose, but if they were to choose, he is where they would fall. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tried to explain non-binary and tried to explain, like, I know the world's trying to put you in a box, 
but I hope you understand like you get to be whoever you want to be. And, and I guess the first question I want to start off with is how can I best support them on their journey of finding out who they are? Because this might not even be where they land, right? This could be it, but this, you know, this is fluid. Things are very different. I, I'm not even who I was 10 years ago. I am a bisexual woman who hid in a closet for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I am partnered with a man, but I am very much bisexual. And I, my coming out was a good two years ago, okay? So I understand the fluidity of it all. And I try to be as open with my children as possible. But how do I support them in this journey of finding out who they are? <laughs> I think it's going to be a theme of our episode today. You're already doing it. <laughs> So really, it's just doing that more enthusiastically. And I might say, you know, effing up more enthusiastically. Yeah. Showing, you already do this so beautifully, right? But showing the process. Another mistake I see parents do all the time is trying to talk to me behind the scenes and never talking to their kid. (laughs) You know? They just yeah. try to present this whatever perfect front to their kid, and it absolutely doesn't work that way. And part of the beauty of you as a, par- as a parent is that you're incredibly communicative, mm. and you're willing to be open and honest about not being perfect. And that, yeah. to me, is a much greater gift than knowing exactly how to support a gender-expansive kid. Yeah. So I can tell you, you know, the tips and the pointers, but you've, you've already got the process, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I really appreciate you saying that. I, I used to not cry in front of my children. This was years ago, okay? Mm. I used to not cry in front of my children. First of all, Jeffrey, let me tell you, your spirit has got me vibrating on a whole different level right now. So I, I'm, as a spiritual person and as an empath, I want to tell you that we are in two different places and I can feel you. So I want Mm -hmm. to say thank you because I feel it and it is very good. And I want to say thank you for that. First of all, I used to not cry in front of my children and because I felt as though they couldn't see that. And honestly, it was Marley who changed that. One day she at the time came into the room and said, and I I was like, oh, you got to, you know, because I was just, and she said, it's okay to cry, mom. And I... At the time, she was like, (laughs) yeah, I lost it. She was like two or three maybe at the time. And I, it was in that Mm -hmm. moment that I realized this kid is going to teach me a lot. This kid Mm -hmm. is going to be my teacher and I have to listen. And so from that day forward, they know mommy cries. Mommy gets angry. Mommy, sometimes mommy gets sick mentally. Mommy, mommy is very open about her struggles because I don't want them to see me as a superwoman. I am human, okay? And the world, especially as a black woman, the world will put a cape on your back and make you feel mm-hmm. as though you have to portray yourself as that superwoman all the time. But the truth is, and that's setting myself up and my children up for failure. Yep. yep. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So I'm, I'm learning from them and I'm, I'm open to learning from them. And also, no matter what, as a human, I am scared. I don't want to push too hard. I don't want to lead. I don't want to give too much, especially because they're nine, right? Mm -hmm. I want them to kind of figure this out all the while 
I'm interested to know. Like I'm nosy, right? I want to know what you're feeling. I want to know where you're landing. And, and what was your journey of discovery like? Well, discovering what? Who I was? Oh, that's a good, see? See, that's a good question. Just your self-discovery, your, your, who you are, who, like, were you always this wonderful Jeffrey? Yes. I know and, that's right, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come the hell on. Well, it's, you know, in almost every interview with someone who is not as amazing as you are, I'll get asked, <laughs> when, when did you know you were different? Which to me is such a distancing, othering question. Mm. And I always come back and say, I'm not different. I never was. Come through. I always wanted the same thing as other people. I always wanted the attention, the love, the unconditional acceptance that every single human being seems to be going for, wanting, craving in their whole life. I did have a moment of realizing that a ton of other people have a problem Mm. with who I am. But that's very different than when did you know you were different? Listen, woo, a word. First of all, thank Mm -hmm. you for saying that because... I have always considered, oh my God, Jeffrey, (laughs) you you hit hit me in the heart on that one because God, you are going to make me cry a lot today. Mm -hmm. I have always considered myself different, but it's, that's what you said is so true. I'm not different. I'm me. Right. I'm exactly the way I was made. Right. And, and it wasn't necessarily gender or sexuality, but for me, it was, I feel things different than other people. And it sets me apart because people thought I was too sensitive. They thought I was dramatic. They thought I was all these things. And I thought it it was a superpower. It is not normal to walk down the street and know exactly how every person walking down the street feels, but I can do it. And I can tell you that I know this woman just went through a great loss, that I know that man is struggling with something. And if I reach out to him, he might want to hold my hand and I'll do it because that's just who I am. But I Mm -hmm. always used to say, I knew I've always known I was different, but no, I've always been this. This is me. And I think the problem is, is we are not allowed. We, all of us in the we, the collective we, we are not allowed. And it's sometimes frowned upon for us to show up as who we are, because there is a mold like we have, we're supposed to fit a certain way. And, you know, again, because of the way that I identify as a black woman, it, it was like growing up, I knew that I didn't fit a lot of molds. I wasn't the standard of beauty, right? I wasn't all of these things. And so the universe blessed me today with you and you just gave me something. I am never, I'm taking that out of my vocabulary. I'm never going to say that again because I'm not different. I'm exactly who Mm -hmm. I am. Now, if the world can't accept me for who I am, that's on the world, but I get to show up as myself. And so do you. And so does Marley. And so does everyone. Yes, yes. Right? When did you know you were different? The inherent assumption in that question is that people aren't like us. But I think it's much more that a lot of people are like us. And if they were given the permission and freedom to be sensitive, they would naturally express that because we're humans. Mm. We feel. We feel. Oh. We feel so much. Now, when we think about 
permission, right? I, I always tell people, you don't need my permission to do anything. But sometimes I know when we show up, when we show up as our full selves, that it allows other people to say, oh shit, like, let me do that too, right? Yes. Like, ooh, I, I like the way that looks. That feels good. And for me, um, showing up as myself is the most free I've ever felt. And I recognize that I had been in a cage for a very long time. And that's one thing I don't, do not want to do to my children. Um, actually, Emma, my producer, and I talk about this a lot. I, I always tell people now that I no longer code switch, right? Mm-hmm. I show up yep. in every space as myself. You're going to get this black girl magic all day. You're going to get me the same way I am as an educator in my classrooms, is the same way I am talking to my family, is the same way I am talking to my broad squad, is the same way I am in every, everywhere that I am. It's this Danielle now, because who am I to teach my children to dim themselves? And while I recognize that our parents did that because of safety, I don't want to do that. I don't want to tell my children to dim their light because the world has issues. I'd rather tell the world, get your issues together, get yourself together, than let my children have to force themselves to be someone else. So how, how do we continue to show up in the world? Like, do you consider yourself fearless or do you just push through the fear? Well, the kids ask me about confidence all the time. The kids on the internet. How can I be confident? The kids on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) How can I be confident like you? And it's never confidence. It's just 100% enthusiastic self-kindness. Yes. Radical self-love. Exactly right. And you know, you kept saying what the world gets is this, Danielle. In this situation, this situation, this situation. And I think the irony of that statement is that within that commitment to being you, you get to be complicated. I'm sure as a Black woman, you have this pressure or feel this pressure often to not be too complicated for white people. Oh, Jeffrey, too loud, too everything. I, I feel like I'm too much all the too time. Too angry, for white people. too whatever. Too, yes. Too everything. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so, you know, I went and lived at a Buddhist monastery, and my teacher there, she would always say, the twos will get you. T O O. The twos will get you. And what I've discovered is if I'm too queer for someone, that is one, their problem. But also, number two, my power. If I love how queer I am and celebrate it and enjoy it, if I turn my two, T-O-O, into a superpower, into something I love, then I'm over here being happy. Doesn't matter so much what other people think. I know that's right. Oh my God. Turn your two. Okay, Emma, that's one for the write down. Turn your two into a superpower. Okay. Too much, too loud, too happy, too everything. And I'm going to wear it as a badge of honor, Jeffrey. And Marley gets two and Della, that's my other baby. They get two because Mm -hmm. it is in those moments where we tell, like, who the hell are we anyway to tell people they're too much of anything? Because all of this is rooted in white supremacy. Right. Yep. All of it is professionalism. Yes. How, all of it. Go ahead. No, speak yes. on it, Jeffrey. No. Well, I wanted to say we tend to forget the systemic stuff. Racism, queerphobia, misogyny. You mentioned it right at the top. 
which was just such a relief to me. <laughs> right? People often want to talk to me about self-care, self-help, and the emphasis is on the self, not on the oppressive systems mm. that are giving us all this depression, anxiety, everything that comes with being treated like we're less than. Ugh. And it's not our fault. No, it's not our fault. We didn't pick who we are, right. but we get to exist exactly the way that we are. And if we're yeah. too much for anybody, that's because I, I firmly believe a lot of people who think, I believe in the, the power of projection. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that as I've gotten older and my journey into my comfort zone took a lot. It took a lot of trauma to get here, right? I lost a, a child in 2019 and then I lost my dad at 50. He was 53 mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. So when I say mm-hmm. that my journey to get here had a lot of trauma, it did. I feel as though when my child passed away, he took my anxiety. And I feel like when my dad passed away, he took my fear. Mm-hmm. And even if that didn't happen and somehow magically it just disappeared with that, I gift that to because I have found a gift in those losses. But I show up now as my full true self and it took a lot of trauma to get here. And now I just see the world so differently, Jeffrey. I I feel like this taste of freedom that I have now, I could never give it back because I lived caged for so long. I could never give it back and I don't want to. And in fact, Mm. it's so infectious and it's so beautiful and it feels so good to my spirit that now I want everybody to have it. But it seems like so many people are content staying caged or following the rules, which half the rules don't even make no damn sense. So how do we show up and continue to show up to help others Mm. live their best life? Yes. By example. Modeling it. That's how it works with kids, too, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. So a bajillion parents come to me. I love you, parents. A bajillion parents come to me and ask, how can I parent correctly? And the answer, unfortunately, is you're going to have to parent yourself first. <laughs> and they don't Show like to hear that, Jeffrey. Done, right? You're going to have to demonstrate for your kid how self-care, self-love, accepting yourself, loving yourself is done. Because mm. you said it so brilliantly already. Is the choice, do you want to teach your kid how to deal with oppressive systems? Because you talked about your fear about what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Do you want to teach your kid how to best live within those oppressive systems? Or do you want to tear down the oppressive systems? It's a revolution. (laughs) And so many parents are focused on their fear of what's going to happen to their queer kid when they should turn all the way around and start talking to all their friends, their boss, the people at church, everybody about how to treat their kid. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. This and is And then just everything. let the kid be free. Let the kid play. Let the kid have fun. Let the kid show up in the world. Yes. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. find myself, um, it's easier for me as a parent now. Like I never advocated for myself as well as I do now until I became a parent because I had to advocate for the needs of my children Mm -hmm. before they could advocate for their own needs. Right. So now I find myself in every situation. If you're going to spend time with my kids, you will respect pronouns. You will not ask questions that are going to like, it's okay to ask out of curiosity, but don't, don't put fear into my child. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't do those things because how amazing is it that my nine-year-old knows themselves so well that at this point, they don't feel that the things the world has told them they have to be belong to them. And it took me almost 36 years for me to start to unpack, oh, wait a minute, this isn't how I really feel. This was gifted to me by the media. Oh, wait a minute. I don't, why do I, oh no, this is a little internal racism. I got to get rid of that. Black people are beautiful and strong and wonderful. And I am a strong black woman. You get to Mm -hmm. love yourself. I had to unlearn all of these things. And how beautiful is it that my nine-year-old has already started to think, yeah, that don't work for me and I don't want to do it. And when you say that parents come to you and they ask you questions, the difference is, and the key is, I think, is you got to be willing to listen. You got to be willing to listen because fragility is real mm-hmm. and nobody wants to hear they're racist. Nobody wants to hear they're sexist. Nobody wants to hear they're a bad parent. But the truth of the matter is, if you're not listening, you're not going to grow or shift. Right. And you're oh, it's just so this conversation is so like I didn't understand how much I needed this conversation because I thought I was doing it all wrong, Jeffrey, <laughs> because we're our big we're our, we're our own biggest critic. Right. right? I mean, that's exactly how it tends to work. I'm doing this all wrong. And I wanted to tell you like the tiniest story. So I told my mom uh, when I was 11 years old, we were driving home from church. And I said to mom in my, you know, changey, squeaky voice, I said, I think I like (laughs) boys, you know, because that's all the context I had at the time. And she went ballistic. She slammed on the brakes. She turned the wheel of the car. The car went off the road into a ditch. She was so angry. You can't talk about that. You're too young to talk about that. And on and on. And years later, decades later, actually, she told me she reacted that way because she was afraid of how the world would treat me. Yep. And she was trying to scare me back into the closet so I would be safe. That's what she thought her job was as a mom. I brought two little black girls, okay, two little black girls, mm-hmm. females, I don't even know. I'm trying to enter the world, at least that's what the world sees, right? Mm-hmm. And now I have a little black non-binary child and the world is not kind <laughs> at all. I have learned the hard way multiple times and still 
And still I know I will do whatever it takes to allow them to show up in the world the way that they want to. And it could kill me and I don't care. Just like I will die for the rights of black people and gay people and um, disabled people mm-hmm. or people with people with disabilities. I think we're supposed to do people first language. I'm learning myself. People with dis like I am intentional about making uh, you can't hurt anybody around me. You can't say anything rude or disrespectful around me, even if it's somewhat. I'm like, I don't know if that's right, but it didn't make me feel good. And I feel like you should say something different. Like I will speak up on it. But now with the with my children, oh my God, I like when I tell you, Jeffrey, I will die for this. I will die to make sure that my child and your child and anybody's child gets to show up in this world the way that they deserve. And if it kills me, it kills me because I don't think, I don't know that I'll see it in my lifetime, but I hope to God my children get to experience it. And if not them, God, I pray that my grandchildren mm-hmm. get to experience real freedom. Because people who think that we're so free and people who really think that, oh, we have it so good. And and don't get me wrong. There is always a moment to pause and be grateful for the things that we do get, the things that we do have. But it's not blasphemy to say we don't have enough. It's not blasphemy to say we deserve a little more freedom Mm -hmm. and that we get to show up as ourselves. That shit is real. And it also doesn't make you anti-American when you want your country to do better. Like these things are so crazy and people go so extreme about it. And all we're literally asking to do is to be safe in our bodies and to show up and be like, how dare you tell someone you don't get to be safe and show up as you are? How dare you? Like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Right? I can't. I'm sorry. I went on a, I was, that was my mama bear just coming out. Like, no, you I be loved nice it. to my children. I loved it. I have to. What happened with mom? Like, where are we at with mom? Well, I had to tell her two more times uh, to come out and it finally stuck when I was 18. And because of that and other things and a lot of stuff going on, we're estranged now. We don't speak. Oh, so I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. But you feel loved and supported, right? I feel loved and you. supported right now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, listen, I'm I'm a mama, so if you ever need anything, Jeffrey, I will be your honorary mama. Okay, because I'm here thank for you. all the the kids who are estranged <laughs> from their parents. Well, honorary Legit. mama, tell me. Yes. Please, it breaks your heart. You know, deep down, the world is not going to be kind to your kid. Yeah. I wish I could come on here and say, it's changing. TikTok is solving everything. No. <laughs> it's just not going. Your your kid, first of all, is probably soon uh, going to be in unsafe situations, right? And probably just not just queer phobia, but racism. They're going to experience not being safe many times throughout their life. Yeah. And they're also just going to have people react really weird to them and put issues on them and discriminate against them. Projection. Yeah, but also Mm -hmm. take their fear and just push it out onto them. So what can you do? You can create the best foundation possible, again, by demonstrating that process of being yourself. You're already doing that. It's hard. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. I'm sorry. I'm going to cry again. 
No, it's okay because I don't think... It's my baby. (laughs) I could only imagine if my mom had once, just once to me said, it's hard. It's hard. Right? And how that would have changed my life to have someone be so radically self-accepting to say, to tell me, to teach me, it's okay not to be okay. You are really beautiful. <laughs> you mentioned projection. Must be because you're beautiful <laughs> and you recognize it. In me. <sighs> I am. I'm mad. Mad at the world. Mm-hmm. Understandably. I'm really mad at the world because. Because I barely survived it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and now I have to. Let my heart walk around outside of my body. Twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, tw- twice. And and it's like, it almost seems like sometimes it's getting worse, right? Yeah. And I want to believe in hope and I want to believe in, maybe it's, you know, social media. We see everything now. We didn't have to see it all before. Um, but I'm mad at the world. And I think that that's an okay thing because- Remember when I told you that I do everything with love? Mm-hmm. My anger is even with love. Mm-hmm. It's it's do better, be better. It's not I'm mad and I hate you and I hope you explode and the sun stops burning and we all die. It's I'm mad at you because I want better from you. I want you to be better. I want you to show up better. I want you to take care of the gift I I was given and the gift I have allowed to to walk around in this this world and I'm mad. I'm mad at the world. And I didn't know, I guess, how to vocalize that until this conversation. But yes, I'm very mad at the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm mad in advance because I already know. I already know the tears that are going to come and this the questions and the conversations that I have to prepare myself for. And I just think it's I think it's unfair. Of course. Yep. Yeah, there's no solution because you're, who you are is not a problem. Who your kids are is not a problem. Really, to me, is the system and how you're treated. Yeah. What, what do you think that our listeners, you know, they're, the people who listen to this show, they're, they, haven't, they have good intentions. Their intentions are to show up in the world and be a helper. Mr. Rogers, who's my favorite, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers used to say, may he rest in peace. He used to say, look for the helpers, mm-hmm. right? And that, that is where I find my hope. Good old Mr. Rogers and his cardigans. I look for helpers. I really do, Jeffrey. Like I look for helpers because sometimes it's easy to get stuck in the damn, like we're here again and this is bad. You know, it's easy because because there is a lot of bad. But if you focus on looking for the helpers, you will also be re-inspired and you'll find hope. And so shout out to our listeners that we call helpers because they do show up and they're here because they want to learn and they want to unlearn and they want to show up a certain way in the world. So what can our listeners, our helpers do to make a, the world a better place for all the kids? Black, white, red, brown, trans, straight, gay, everything. Yeah. 
What can our, what do our helpers do? How do they show up in the world to make this world a safer and better place for all of us? Well, do you want to speak on that first? No, I want you to. (laughs) Okay. So much of my social media is about thanking people who are not trans, people who are not non-binary. Because we can, or I'll speak for myself, I, for years, was in a bitter place. I had been traumatized Mm. by cis people, (laughs) my family, and I just painted all cis people with the same brush and felt resentment. And once I realized that the helpers are there and that they are in need of a hand, um, someone to reach out to them and say thank you, I've made it a huge part of my mission. So what can they do? Speak up. Yeah. Sometimes it's just so tiring if you are the marginalized person and you constantly have to educate everybody. (laughs) It's exhausting. (laughs) It is exhausting. So even if you're afraid to say the wrong thing, you know what you can speak about? Loving other human beings, accepting people for who they Mm. are. Kindness. Kindness. You got it. Those are things you know about and you can speak about. You may not know all the pronouns. You may not know all the vocab words, the labels, all the stuff the kids are doing on the TikTok. But you do know about how to treat other humans with dignity. So you can speak on that. Ooh. Ugh. A sermon, <laughs> I swear. I, and it, and, and it, it's so crazy because, like, that is, in its most simplistic way, like, in the, if we get it all the way down to the simplest of terms, be nice. Sure. Literally. Be nice. Be kind. Lead with love. I've been saying this for a long time and I think people are like, oh, she's so, what do they say? She's so woo woo. (laughs) And it's like, I'll be all the woo woo because if woo woo, if I can show up and I can love on someone who doesn't feel loved, if I can smile at somebody who needs a smile, like it's just so much harder to not show up kind. I feel like you got to put the effort in to be an asshole and I don't want to do that. Right. And, and again, Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes down to also like, mind your business, right? If it's not hurting you, if nobody is hurt, like, shut up, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, (laughs) I I just don't understand why people who don't experience, who people who are not black, people who are not women, people who are not trans, people who are not parents, people like everybody has a lot to say about things they know nothing about. So if you are going to speak up on these things that you know nothing about or have never experienced, I certainly hope you do it with love. Right? I think it's the only way to go, frankly. Make no damn sense. Oh my goodness. What do you have to say to people that are well-intentioned, but because I'm sure that this is going to happen with Marley and myself as well, super well-intentioned. Like I have the best intentions, but I also understand impact. And so what do you have to say or how do you feel or what's your advice for people who are going to struggle like myself with pronouns? I don't know if there's any advice at all. I mean, people, cis allies, cisgender people who are allies are often shocked because I tell them to love themselves. Mm. And they're like, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. 
in my life. <laughs> You're asking me to be kind to myself. And yeah, I ask you to do that for a very specific reason. That's how you know what kindness is. That's how mm. you have some to give to other people. This whole model of punish and hate yourself into being the best kind of person, we're over that. We're done. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. There is, en here's another way to phrase it. There is enough love for every single person. You don't have to decide how much of your ally love goes to me and how much goes to you. You can just pour an infinite amount on all of us. And I recommend that you do. Oh, you know what that made me think of? You mm. said, um, love yourself. And it, it made me think about, you know, I'm really big on like understanding projection because I have, I have done mm -hmm. that. You know, I've, I've found in the, in the moments of my life where I was miserable or wasn't really loving on myself, the easiest thing to do was to hate on somebody mm -hmm. else. It's very easy. Yep. And so what, what you said when you were like, love yourself, what, what that made me think of is in modeling, right? We're talking about um, leading by example, leading with love, modeling and loving yourself. And that kind of all ties into sometimes I think it's really easy. And this is also a message to, to myself. So listen up, Danielle. Okay. Sometimes I think it's very easy to get mad, right? To get mad at people because you're like, like, how could you do that? Or why would you say that? But I think if we think deep and we think about modeling and we think about radical self-love, sometimes people have never seen it. Mm. Sometimes they've, ne they've never seen acceptance. They've never seen tolerance. They've never seen compassion, right? Because I think of how often I make mistakes and we pick ourselves apart, but I'm, I'm literally parenting in a way that I wasn't even parented, mm -hmm. right? Yep. I'm parenting in a way that I was never parented. I, I show up in the world as a, a person who didn't actually see some of the things that I'm doing modeled. So I'm learning as I go. And so I think that will allow us to hold space, allow us to show grace and compassion to the people who get it wrong, because you got to see it. You got to experience it sometimes to un really understand, oh, oh, this is why they get, you know what I mean? And if they've never seen it, they've never been shown radical love then of course they're going to be willing to pick people apart. Of course they're going to tell you, well, you don't get to show up in the world like you because my mom wouldn't even let me be loud in the house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we all are just learning and unlearning. And I think if we, if we hold space for that and we really understand that, maybe we'll understand each other better, all of us. Yeah, with the self-understanding comes the us understanding. I agree 100%. Oh, Jeffrey, you have no idea how much you've touched my, my whole everything today. So I, I do, <laughs> I'm serious. All, all my, my whole body is vibrating on a different level today and I appreciate you. But I want to I wanna wrap up with one question and it's, it's kind of, it, it's, you're not going to have a one answer for this and we might've covered it already, but I kind of want to make sure we leave the helpers with something like just tangible right here at the end. What is the job of allies? And because I actually don't know this, are allies allowed to call themselves allies or is ally a title that is given to you by someone who <laughs> has the power to say, hey, you're trustworthy? So I feel like there are a lot of people out here who are like, I'm an ally. And it's like, I don't think, I personally don't think necessarily I should be the one who's like, listen, I ride for gay people. I show up for my community. 
And still, I don't think I would ever be like, I'm an ally because I, I think that's a little, I think I, it's not my job to call myself that. I think it's given to the people who get to decide who has shown up enough. But in your mind, what is the job of the people who are considered allies? To love themselves. <clears throat> As we established, you know, I love your point. And I feel like we're in a desperate situation. So I'd rather have a bajillion people who call themselves ally and use that as fuel to run into rooms and stumble and fumble and call me the wrong pronoun just in an effort to keep the conversation going and to center human dignity. So Mm. I would rather they take their passion and use it, spend it, get this issue into more people's minds and get them thinking and feeling and talking about life, love, the connections, the beauty of LGBTQ people. Even if it's quote unquote the wrong information or that they, you know, as you pointed out, quite uh, correctly, (laughs) maybe they shouldn't be calling themselves allies, right? Even if they're calling themselves allies and they haven't quite earned the title, I'd just rather have people fighting for us regardless. I know that's right. We are absolutely desperate. We are absolutely desperate. I want to say thank you so much, Jeffrey, for taking the time. Um, I do believe my quest today was, I hope I walk away from this a a better parent. Um, And I genuinely What did you learn? What did I learn? I learned that through my own radical self-love, that I am going to mess up, but also show up consistently. And that even though I felt when I came in here that I might be doing it all wrong, I'm actually doing a little bit right. I'm, I'm doing okay. And as long <laughs> as I stay on this trajectory. Too humble. Bye. Sorry. Too humble. No. <laughs> you learned you're doing almost everything right. All right, let me try it again. Hold on. Focused on on love. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me wrap. You know what? You're right. Let me take the humility out of it. You know what I learned, Jeffrey? What? I learned that I am a damn good mother. Mm -hmm. And that because I love my children so fiercely and because I lead with love, even when I mess up, I'm still doing it right. Because how can you really be doing it wrong if you lead with love? Mm. Come on, shoulder shake. Oh, he fe- mm, yes. <laughs> they felt that one. They felt that one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. I'm going to send you pictures of Marley along their journey. Thank you. And I um, actually showed Marley your page and they were so excited and seen. Aww. And so I just want to say thank you, Jeffrey. I um, I did not realize how much I needed this conversation. It's not, as the host of this show, it's not always that easy to be the one with the question. Mm -hmm. I like to help other people. Sometimes I don't like to turn it back on myself, but it never fails. Emma and I talk about this all the time. I learned so much from doing this podcast. And I really do believe that it, you know, helps me become a better person every single episode. And so thank you for being on this journey with me and with Marley And please keep showing up in the world however you desire to show up in the world because it is so beautiful. Take up all the space, Jeffrey. I love attention. (laughs) 
No, that's right. (laughs) Thank you. You touched my heart today. Thank you. Okay, so, wow. (laughs) Wow. This is me processing out loud because that was such a beautiful conversation and I'm a little overwhelmed, but in a good way. Did you know that you could be overwhelmed in a good way? I used to think when people said that they were overwhelmed, it was only with things that were awful. They were overwhelmed with fear or overwhelmed with anxiety, overwhelmed with anger or pain. I am sitting here and I am overwhelmed with love. And I think that that's what it all comes down to. At least that's what I got from the conversation with Jeffrey, love. How can we be better allies? Love. How can we be better people? Love. How can we be better to ourselves? Radical self-love. Is it that easy? Could that really be the answer to everything? You know what? I really believe it is. Because choosing hate, choosing violence, and choosing sexism and racism and misogyny and toxic masculinity, that shit is exhausting. But you know what never gets exhausting? You've ne- I've never met a person who said, you know what? I am loved too damn much. The world is too kind to me. People are nice to me every day and it drives me fucking crazy. Nope. Never heard a person say that. Love. Wow. (laughs) How do we do it? We do it to ourselves first. We radically self-love. We show up in every space exactly the way that we deserve to. Exactly the way that we are. And we demand people to do the same. To treat us with respect and kindness and love. And when they don't, We remind them that we won't tolerate it. And I want to remind you that what you tolerate, you encourage. So when people don't show up with love for you, when they are not holding space for you, when they're not being respectful of who you are and the way that you show up in the world, you get to remind them. You get to tell them. You get to model exactly how they should be treating you. As a parent, I can tell you that this is hard for me. I don't have all the answers. I don't know the rules. All I know is, is that I love my children and I will do anything in my power to keep them safe. Will it always work? Probably not. My parents had that same dream, that same passion to keep me safe. And I've been hurt quite a few times. But one thing I do know and one thing I do absolutely believe, and not just because of my conversation with Jeffrey, but a lot and definitely a huge part because of this conversation with Jeffrey, but because of how I feel, because of how I've always felt. But love can always heal that pain. So love is stronger. It's more powerful. So I guess I got to ask you, what are you giving energy to? Are you giving energy to anger, frustration, intolerance, self-hate? Or are you showing love to everyone? Are you smiling when you walk down the sidewalk? Are you saying hi to strangers? Are you judging people that you ain't got no business judging because they ain't got no business judging you? Choose love. 
radical self-love. Choose love. Love yourself so damn much that others will not have a choice but to love you too. Let it build up like a waterfall and trickle down onto every single person you meet. Let it flow out and everywhere. And be an ally. Speak up. If not for you, please speak up for my baby. If you have a question you would like us to answer, you know you can send a voice memo to hahopodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a direct message on Instagram at hahopodcast. I'm your host, Miss Danielle. I am the mother of a beautiful non-binary child. Our executive producer is Emma Martins. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by Acast. We'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.